Hey everybody, welcome to Pit Stops Podium, the Rev Partners podcast where we talk to execs who have competed in one, taking their companies from high growth to high scale. My name is Brendan Tolson. I am the co-founder and CEO of Rev Partners, and I'm delighted to have with me today, Jeremy Kubacek, for this episode of Pit Stops to Podium. Welcome, Jeremy. Good to be with you. Thank you so much. You have a great reputation, and a number of my friends speak highly of you, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to be able to hang out. I wish we got to hang out more often. I appreciate the kind words. Um, it's <laughs> The feeling is mutual. Um, and Jeremy, just so our audience knows who you are, uh, you serve as a co-founder of Giant. And I'd love for you to help our audience know who Giant is and ultimately what you do. Yeah. So our business is basically we, we certify coaches and consultants around the world to use our content and our technology to serve companies, teams, organizations. And we basically know how to unlock the potential of people, but we do it through coaches and consultants. So we're almost like a wholesaler to them. But we also have a, a program called Catalyst and uh, it's it's uh, internal champions, people who want to take this inside the company, they can actually use the technology and the content as well. It's 21st century content. And so it's sticky, it scales and it works. And I, I love your content. I think it's going to be really great for our audience as we talk about companies that are looking to transition that high growth, high scale type mode. Uh, and so much, so much of the content that you create is so relevant and so practical to our audience. But before we get into some of that content, uh, Jeremy, we do have a tradition here, and it's to get to our, know our guest outside of work. Uh, so what are three fun facts that our audience should know about you? Uh, let's see. I'm, I play harmonica and, and the guitar, and I work on music projects on the side. It's kind of a hobby. Uh, I'm, I, I've lived in Russia. I've lived in London. That's fact number two. I've lived and or traveled all over the world on a consistent basis. So I love to travel. Um, and three, uh, my wife and I built a neighborhood um, because when we were in London, we decided if we move back to America, I don't want to live in just the suburbs. So we built our own 50-acre, 25-house, 22-house uh, neighborhood. And um, it's it's been really fun. So, uh, yeah, those are some fun facts. That might be the most unique fact I've ever heard that you created your own neighborhood. That's awesome. <laughs> and what's, your, uh, what's the favorite place that you've traveled to? Um, I love the, I had to think, the Maldives were amazing. Uh, actually Turkey is one of the most unique and fun places that we've been. So a blue cruise, the Turkish Isles, it's just like the Greek Isles, but cheaper mm -hmm. and, uh, more of an adventure. They're really, really amazing. I have a 10 year anniversary coming up, so I might have to check that out in my uh, research. It's legit. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate you sharing some of the fun facts about who you are. Let's transition to our big idea. We talked a little bit earlier about how Giant uh, produces great content uh, for leaders. And I think this is a great opportunity for us to park on one of those assets that the Giant has created. And that's really around the five voices uh, of leadership. Uh, and so before we kind of dive into that big idea, I'd love for you to kind of tease out or at least help our audience understand what the five voices of leadership uh, are. Yeah, so the five voices, we basically, uh, we were so frustrated, uh, Steve Cockrum and I, uh, who's my British business partner, he and I uh, were living in London and we were frustrated because we had seen uh, DISC, Myers-Briggs, and uh, even, even Enneagram, really good things that were really helpful, but they didn't scale very well. And so scaling was always an issue. So we called it cul-de-sac learning. It's like Harvard. It's really smart for the people at the very top. 
but not everyone gets to play. And we're like, no, no, no. What would it look like if everyone could get to play? So what we did is we created a formula around Jungian typology, where Myers-Briggs came from. And it's really the five voices. And so the five voices would be uh, really understanding that every one of us has a natural bent, a natural personality that we communicate from, a foundational personality. But we can play in all of them because we're adaptive as humans and we've all been around them. So the voices would be a nurturer, creative, guardian, connector, and a pioneer. And we did it this way because it's much more memorable and sticky to say, I'm a connector creative than saying I'm an ENFP. Or it's better to say I'm a creative than a seven with a wing eight. Or I'm a pioneer by I'm a high D, high I. No one knows what that means, but people can can understand creative, connector, nurturer, guardian, uh, pioneer. And so that was the premise behind it to go, we want everyone to be able to play. And since then, it's just taken off. And so uh, Google uses it globally. Uh, The U.S. Air Force trains all the captains and majors. Uh, We're working with chiefs of staff in Congress. it's, it's starting to spread like wildfire because everyone can play. I like that. It's, you know, we use the word democratizing a lot in our space, but I think it's the same concept of how do you create common language that everyone can consume and understand as opposed to acronyms or numbers that the other uh, frameworks use. Uh, but before we dive in more into the different voices that you just articulated, uh, let's, let's park first on uh, why is this important? And especially let's think in the context of who our audience is. And so you have sales and marketing leaders at high growth companies. Why is it important that they understand what their voice is? So here's what I've known over all the years of building companies. And, you know, uh, I've, I've started 28 companies. Uh, I've acquired uh, 17 uh, companies over time. So I've just done a lot in, in business and that's what I do for a living. Right. So, I create content around uh, that helps unlock people. Well, here, here's the reality. Uh, most people are always wanting their team, hey, let's just get on the same page, right? Come on, let's go get on the same page. All right, now let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. So get the same page, make it happen. That force to do that, that pressure to get there, uh, what happens is people go, yeah, but I don't really like you. Or... Uh, you're you you're telling me to do something you're not willing to do for yourself or so it's called communication <laughs> and relationship it's relational trust so in, before you can get any traction i know a lot of people use traction or something before you can do any of that you have to build trust and trust is where it's all built on and if you don't have trust then you're going to get compliance but to get engagement that means that you actually help people turn their pilot light on. You help them hmm. want to work for you, not have to work for you. So what we've done is we've basically created um, tools and systems and content that helps build unbelievable relational trust with your people and helps them learn how to communicate with them, know your people to lead your people. And then by doing that, it's so much easier to get aligned And it's so much easier to execute. Most people know what generally to do, but they don't want to do it with you because they don't like you. And that's just a fact. And so what we do is we basically try to eliminate that and build that core trust. 
I like that. I like how you described like this juxtaposition between compliance versus engagement in order to facilitate that. It's one the understanding, but and which you know generates the trust, which enables you to have those type of interactions and conversations. Uh, so let's transition now. We talked about why it's important. You, you dove in a little bit in terms of what those five voices are, but let's let's unpack each one of those five for our audience. Yeah. So if, if you're um, seeing it on the screen here, and those of you who are not, you're like, hey, I'm just listening to it. I'll speak to it. But I basically put it up on the screen because you have um, the five voices. You have the nurture. Uh, the nurture and the guardian make up 73% of the population. Now, this is another crucial reason why you need to learn this. Because if you're a leader, you're, the tendency is to be future-oriented. And most leaders that get put in those positions are hired. The higher up you go, the more future-oriented voice that you have, which the future-oriented voices are the connectors, the creatives, and the pioneers. The problem is that those voices only make up 27% of the population. So you're missing 73% of the marketplace. So if you think about the voices themselves to understand which one are present-oriented versus future, that alone uh, reduces drama because most drama is affected by that. (laughs) Uh, The the future-oriented leaders are so fixated on like, hey, let's go over here. Don't you see it? And the the nurturers are like, yeah, um, remember last year when you – pitched your big idea. Do you remember Barbara? Like <laughs> Barbara died. Remember that? <laughs> She's not with us anymore. And then the, the guardians, because the nurturers are fixated on people. They, they want to make sure people are good. Well, that's 43% of the population. 30% of the population are guardians. And they're like foot on the brake. They're working on logistics and systems and IT and infrastructure and grid systems and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, you remember last year, you we lost a million dollars and it didn't work. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So you have to build the bridge to, if you're, if you're a leader and why this is important is you have to know the people that you're leading and why does John drive you nuts? Well, he's a guardian and you're a connector. There you go. That's a big, and if you understand that, you'll begin to empathize you'll begin to understand them and you'll start speaking their language. And then all we're trying to do is get their foot off of the brake, not necessarily their foot on the gas, just off the brake. So that's just some of the examples of why it's important to know personality and wiring and have everyone in your organization understand it, like everyone. Because if if everyone gets it and understands it, then you can speak that common objective language. I like this a lot. This is... I love frameworks and I like how you position this. Is there, as I look through this in terms of present versus future, um, now, does it matter kind of what the distribution is in terms of who sits in what seat or is your point more of, it's just important to know what personality each person has? Yeah, it's just, it's really important to to understand uh, who has what personality. Uh, Now it does, so if you are the CEO, again, the tendencies are you're going to be more, uh, you're the driver of vision, you're setting the tone and the direction. So if you understand, for instance, that you are a creative, that means that you're only reaching by your voice only about 10% of the, of the population, maybe 15% of the base. You're, you're reaching your innovators and early adopters of your organization. So if you know and understand that, you can communicate more effectively. So if you know, hey, I'm a CEO and I'm a future-oriented CEO, then it makes sense for you to, to build, we always say like an advisory group 
get the who's the guardian that if they speak, everyone listens. And who's the nurturer? Same way. Well, if you're presenting a big rollout of some new product or, or what have you, a town hall meeting or whatever, we'll bring the guardian and nurturer up on stage with you. So they speak because when they speak, they're going to re- reach the majority. They're going to reach the early, early majority. They're going to reach the late majority and all the laggards are going to listen to them. So that's just an example of doing something, just being smart with communication. I like that. I think it's a good transition into the last topic that I want to look at. So we, we discussed why it's important. We looked at what are the five personalities. Um, and where I want to go next is what you were kind of just describing there. But if we think about different kind of seasons of growth, uh, when would you recommend a company to embrace this type of, uh, I don't want to say investment is the wrong word, but this understanding of the personalities in their team? Um, are there different phases that you look at or ways in which you say, hey, this is, a, this is the time that you need to be embracing this because it's going to impact your ability to grow because you don't have the trust in the organization? Yeah, so the interesting, it's a great question. And um, what we have, I have another tool. We have a tool for all, all of these. We have about 70 different tools. And what we figured out is that you have to use visuals into 21st century learning, micro learning for 21st century adults who are cynical know-it-alls. So you have to create them in an easy tool so they can teach it to other people. So here's the answer to your question. It's called pass the baton. Startup phase is typically where the future-oriented voices live. They thrive. Hey, we've got this new product. Do you see it? Um, what if we were to do X, Y, Z? Well, they're the connectors, the creatives, and the pioneers because they're establishing something that doesn't exist. So that's a startup. When you get to the establishment phase, that means that we're actually needing to build infrastructure. We're building systems. We're building people. We're building our playbook, our HR guide. You know, All of those kind of details. That's when the nurturers and the guardians really, really thrive. And then once you're settled and then you start expanding, that's when the future-oriented voices come back in. It doesn't mean that the guardians and nurturers don't play in startup, and it doesn't mean that the other future voices don't play during establishment. It just means that if you don't institute those systems at a key component, then the company is going to go up and it's going to come right back down because it never established their, their systems. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Jeremy, this has been fantastic for me. I know selfishly as, as we're really understand where, what voices we should be mindful of at these different stages of growth and why it's important that we invest uh, in this type of a framework. Um, what would be a practical next step that our audience could take to learn more about some of the content you shared today? Yeah, so we have a platform and, and I know you're going to share it in your show notes. Um, so giant.tv, but it, you'll have, there'll be a specific link here that uh, you can see and go to. If you want to take the five voices assessment and find out who you are, it's free. You can do that. So just follow the link. It'll take you there. And then it gives you videos and all types of practical examples to help understand yourself. Uh, And if you want to go deeper, then you can play and go deeper. Uh, It'll be a natural place for that. Great. Well, audience, if you didn't hear that, clearly there will be a complimentary uh, assessment that you can take as it relates to your personality, which is fantastic. And we'll get you more details there. Jeremy, if our audience was engaged with you, what, what were the best platforms uh, for them to reach out? Yeah, I mean, you can you can reach out. If you want to go direct uh, to my speaking site, it's jeremykubicek.com. Now, that's not the easiest name. So it's J-E-R-E-M-I-E. K-U-B-I-C-E-K.com. And there's information on 
uh, books, uh, me, uh, you can connect uh, there as well. So th- those are, that's what I would lead you to. Well, Jeremy, thanks again for stopping by for this episode of Pit Stops and Podium. We love learning more about the five voices of leadership and wish you all the best as we move forward. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Cheers. All right. See you.